This week on Jingle Jank, we explore television and movie stars who, for some reason, felt they should gift the world with their own Christmas songs. These recognizable stars aren't typically known as musicians, but they did it anyway. So grab some Christmas cookies and hot cocoa and join us as we dive into celebrity Christmas songs. Welcome to Jingle Jank, the podcast where we find the weirdest, wackiest, wildest, and whiniest music on YouTube. I'm your host, Scott. I'm joined by my main co-host, Jay. Jay, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Scott. Good to be here. Yeah. How's Southern California treating you? It's doing fantastic. We got a little bit of cloud cover coming in this morning. It usually burns off around lunchtime, so this is kind of a, a sourful early in the morning, but we'll get the sun beaming through here pretty soon. Not exactly very Christmassy in Southern California. I have Christmas lights up actually around here 24 seven. So that's part of the part of the beach life, that whole kind of Jimmy Buffett lifestyle down here. Christmas lights are okay. Three 24, seven, 365. <laughs> right. Here. As of, as of January, they become party lights, not Christmas lights. Yeah, right? Exactly. They just turn right over. Exactly. Well, today we're going to talk about celebrity Christmas songs. Now these are not musical celebrities. That's easy to find. Those songs are usually pretty good. These are, TV and movie stars who have made their own Christmas music. And there's a surprising amount of it on YouTube. We've got a full slate of five songs today, so let's get right into it. Jay, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say the names Tom Wopat and John Schneider? Bo and Luke Duke. Yes. Uh, we, were, we were both children of the 80s. That was probably the first TV show I was allowed to stay up for. We had to brush our teeth, and then at the very end, they would have Waylon Jennings doing the yee-haw. Yeah, that was the signal that it's time to go to bed, and that was 8.30. Yeah, followed immediately by Dallas, right? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Tom Wopat and John Schneider put together a Christmas album in 2014. And I'll be honest, they're not real bad. They're, they're actually pretty good singers. The song I've picked today is a little out there. So let's, uh, let's cue it up. Let's take a listen, and then we'll uh, get your hot take immediately after, and we'll go into some of the backstory of the song after. Are you ready? I am. It, it warms my heart that these two guys are making music together all these years later. It's worth mentioning, we cannot play the songs in their entirety due to copyright reasons, and also it would take forever. So we're just going to play a few small clips and selections from the songs today. I really can't stay but Johnny, it's cold outside No, I gotta go away It's really coming down out there Yes, this evening has been Was hoping you'd drop so in So very nice You brought the beer and it's on My ice. mother will start to worry Come on, what's your hurry? My wife will be pacing the floor Listen to that fireplace well, roar Maybe I... Better scurry. I'd love to yeah, see right. you scurry. Hell, maybe just a half. Why do I have to be had out there? I wish I knew now. Your wife's gonna have a cow. Tail to tail. I'm sure you'll have some story to say. This evening's been grand. I love when you sing with the band. Don't you see? You can drive the general. All right, so first, let's go with you. What's your hot take on this song? 
Yeah, I'm going to burn this one right away. You know, this is who who asked for this? Who is the market for Bowen Luke Duke holiday music? You know, I just like who who bought this? And somebody had to think of that. Like, I mean, it, it's not just these two guys, right? So, I mean, we're here talking about it. I guess that's maybe that's that's a problem, but you know, one of the things I think of when I think of celebrities doing something offbeat like this right. is well, maybe they're just so rich they can do what they want. I don't see Tom Wopat and John Schneider being absolutely rolling in money from their Dukes of Hazard royalties. And I, I know one of them did Broadway. So it's not that they're bad singers. That's, that is right. not what we're saying here. Musically, the song is fine. Right. Lyrically, yeah, it's a little iffy. And I don't yeah. – you know, it, 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 it uh, bears mentioning here this is an equal opportunity show. We have absolutely no problem with same-sex couples. You do you. Yes. Do whatever makes you happy. I don't think that's the vibe they were going for here. Like this is a, a same sex couple kind of thing, but that's how it comes across. Yeah. Almost. It almost like if you wanted to be critical, you could, you could say like, it almost sounds like they're making fun of the idea that they might be gay or spending time together or whatever, whatever their deal is almost like, you know, it, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be making a deal. It just, that, that part, but it seemed a little bit, um, you know, tr- a little transparent. I mean, my, one of my reactions to like you, you said, that these guys, you know, they, they, they have Broadway backgrounds. They're, you know, they're not necessarily desperate for money. I think there, there's a level of celebrity or, or a group of celebrity who has, who has totally latched on to the, the con circuit, the social media network and realize that they can market themselves through apps like Cameo and going, getting $5,000 to go to a con or something like that. And that people will buy their stuff up because it's ironic to, to buy a Bo and Luke do Christmas album. You know what I mean? That's that's people have found that catered to that, I think. You know what I mean? So this is from the 2014 album Home for Christmas. And each song is John Schneider and Tom Wopat. The question I have first off on this song is why did they choose this one? Was yeah. there something about it that they said, we've got to do Baby It's Cold Outside? The other yeah. songs are pretty normal. They're what you'd expect. This one, they made a stylistic decision to go with this. I think that they chose this song because if we want to give them maybe more credit than they're due, because it's humorous that they would be singing it to each other, which, you know, going back or you know, to an earlier point, I made it could be, you know, they thought it would be funny to say, Hey, imagine us spend the night together in the snow. Let's, let's riff a song about that again. I, I don't know who knows. It's hard for us to peer into the mind of. <laughs> is, is that what former Dukes of Hazard fans are, are clamoring for? Yeah. That, you know, it never I, crossed I, my I, mind and they're brothers. Yeah. So in the show, they're brothers. So it really, it just doesn't work. Here's a note that I found online about it. There's an AV club review that called this the least essential Christmas album of 2014. And it goes on to call it a hokey album of holiday tunes that may redefine the word cheesy for generations to come. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, to, to, feed into your 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 thought there there is a dukes of hazard fanfic repository that i was very easily to bring up that is brimming with over 1200 handwritten stories on um many different uh, duke boy adventures and i'm gonna have to guess knowing what i know about the internet that a fair amount of those are probably not not g-rated but (laughs) so (laughs) yeah uh, i don't i don't think i have much more to say about this it's, yeah. it's just odd. And, and yeah. I think that's why we did it today. It, I think the AV club nailed it. 
Yeah, I think they did too. Uh, and you know, like I said, the rest of the album not bad. If you're if you're looking for you know Tom Wopat and John Schneider, and that really warms your heart, okay, maybe this is an album for you. Uh, the link will be on the website. You can check out the video. You can buy the album. They don't give us any money for that, but. Tom, yeah. if you're listening, we're, we're for sale, Tom. If you want to give us a cut of your, of your, uh, like a, if you want to give us a rev share or a, an affiliate program, go buy the 2014 album Home for Christmas by John Schneider and Tom Wopat. Yeah, tell them we sent you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next song. This is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer by Regis Philbin. You ready? Yeah. The red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows Then one foggy Christmas Eve, the Trumpster came to say you know, Rudolph, I've been on a worldwide search, and I hear your qualifications are just right to guide my sleigh tonight. Hey, Rudolph, check it out. The New York Yankees are here. There's A-Rod, and there's Jeter, and look at Chef. So, Donald, what do you think? Rudolph, you're hired. Blitzen, you're fired. Oof. Okay, Jay, hot take. All right, so my first thought was that this might have been the control, that this is not a bad Christmas song. Regis is a likable guy. People might want to hear his music. He's the kind of person, like, you know, there's people, it's like a fat guy wearing a Hawaiian shirt. You know, even though the person may be grotesquely overweight, you put a Hawaiian shirt on him, give him a beer, everybody loves him, they're the life of the party. Regis kind of, you know, he's got that kind of personality. So I thought this might be legit. The horn section comes in, it's good. And then obviously the Trump situation, which is, you know, brings you back to a moment in time when all of this was sort of very New York, you know, and he brings in the Yankees. So I thought it was, you know, the closest thing to an actual Christmas song, although I'll tell you that I hate the Yankees. That's my hot. <laughs> okay, so this is from the 2005 <laughs> album, a Regis Philbin Christmas album, self-titled, I suppose. And as yeah. you mentioned, uh, so this was a snapshot in time and it doesn't age well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I think, you know, politics and religion make strange bedfellows, but this is the kind of thing that probably, you know, probably dipped the, you know, probably not burning off of iTunes this season, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this was coming off the heels of The Apprentice, either season yeah. one or season two. I'm not sure which. So I, I can see why, you know, we, we had no dream that Trump was going to be president someday back then. Yeah. yeah. This is a very New York. Very yeah, it, New York it was very song. New York. Listening to it now, though, yeah, you you don't like the Yankees. That's fine, but it doesn't age well there because this is a team from 15 years ago. Like your son wouldn't have any idea no. who most of those players are. Yeah, it's a very. It's like it, it's right out of the artist or you're the performing artist rule book, which is you know you got to say the name of the city that you're performing in, and the crowd will go nuts. Yeah. You know that's basically Regis. <laughs> Hello, Mosey. Springfield. Yeah. You, you, you put a New York tinge on anything and people from New York will buy it. You know, I, I married one, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's who they were marketing to with this song. What I couldn't figure out listening to it. And I, I did some research and couldn't find it is were those the actual Yankees players being named? Were they singing? 
I'm guessing yeah. yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, just, otherwise, just, why would yeah. they do it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably. And there's probably some charity thing behind this too, which would be worth looking at. Maybe throw that in the show notes. So according to Wikipedia, Regis released four albums in his lifetime. He died at the age of 88. Only one was a, a holiday album. Right. So this is it. And and is it. again, uh, we need to give credit where it's due on this show. He's not a terrible singer. No. Not at all. And the, the music was fine. I actually thought it had a bit of a Wynton Marsalis kind of jazz trumpet thing. And I really liked that. Uh, can we have an album just of that? You know, who, yeah. who were the background people? I'll, I'll buy them, please. But you're right. I'm not going to iTunes and streaming this. Sorry, yeah. sorry, the estate of Regis Philbin. You're not getting my two cents for uh, for streaming it this year. Yeah, no, this was the closest thing to an actual Christmas song, and I think a worthwhile consideration when you when you put it up next to the the other catastrophes that we're listening to today. You know, uh, you and I have li- probably listened to this track about ten times in, in preparing for the show and listening it, to it today. Do you think? Do you think there's some analytics somewhere are off the charts right now? And, and somebody's yeah. watching this saying, whoa, the Regis yeah. Philbin Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer song is is spiking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That album cover copy I put on YouTube with the Comic Sans lyrics going by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, sorry for the false start, a state of Regis Philbin. Uh, I, I hope, I hope yeah. our, I hope, I hope we helped here with our artificial. Bump Please don't interpret this as an as a as any kind of a you know an endorsement that you should be spinning up more copies of this or posthumously releasing any more Christmas music. <laughs> yeah, you, you may not want to re-release this. Uh, yeah. Let, let's just leave it where it is. If you enjoy Regis Philbin, the rest of the, the rest of the album isn't that bad. This one was just a little goofy. You know, the first time I listened to it, when Trump came in at a minute and 39 seconds, I wasn't expecting it. And I, I didn't read the description on YouTube that it was going to happen. So I was floored and just yeah. gobsmacked when, yeah. when he made an appearance. And that's, that's when it went off the rails for me. Yeah. I'm going out of my mind. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to our third song? Yes. Okay. Now, uh, fair warning on this song. It has some foul language. Any clip that we play, we're going to bleep to make this show family-friendly but if you're really sensitive about the words that happen under the bleep, parents, you might want to just fast forward right now. So let's find it here. Okay, this is If It Doesn't Snow This Christmas by Joe Pesci. Are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Santa works all day in his workshop Making a lot of games and toys Then one day he hops in his sleigh To bring them to the girls and boys Santa If it doesn't snow on Christmas How's fat gonna use that sleigh? In case of rain Would there be a train That'll speed him on his way? This year, all right, I got a treat for you. Listen to these kids. Are they great? Beautiful, beautiful. Kids, greater what? It was Stuart, I won. I saw you. You thought I can. I didn't do nothing. Yes, you did. It was the All right, Jay. First impressions. 
yeah, I mean, Joe, Joe Pesci, beloved carrot guy, actor, beloved this My Cousin Vinny that was supposed to be, I think, you know, who the persona for this album is also beloved. I think this is terrible, uh, you know, kind of erodes any good faith he gets for that. And, uh, you know, again, I, 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 I can't understand why this was this was a probably the most unnecessary Christmas song that we're going to look at today. I really think that it, it could have. And Joe Pesci, and I think you told me this, Joe Pesci can sing. You know, it's not that like this was a deliberate act of um, what do we call this random act of destruction or weapon of math. This was a deliberate attack. <laughs> this, this was, was a sellout. This was a complete sellout in my book. Yeah. They just somebody greenlit this and that blows yeah. my mind. They said, you know what we need to do? We need yeah. a My Cousin Vinny themed Christmas song. I, yeah. This is from the album. The 1987 album, Vincent LaGuardia Gambini sings Just For You, and it is not a holiday album. So they decided when they were making this album, we need a holiday track on here. Yeah. And the language really goes off the rails, too. I I made the mistake of, of listening to this song with my daughter before I had given a full listen, and I had to you know pull the fader down. Uh, yeah. about 30 seconds in, we said, whoop, okay, well, that's, that's enough of that one, especially at the end. Uh, and he... I don't know what clips we're going to have in here of this song, yeah. but uh, and but the, it will be bleeped, and, and we're trying to keep it uh, family-friendly. Now, yeah. Joe Pesci, according to Wikipedia, was a lounge singer before he was an actor. Yeah. And it's not that he's a bad singer. I, I think that's going to be a common theme uh, with, with a lot of, the, of what we find here today. It's not that they're bad. It, we'll have an episode in the future with bad. Yeah. And we'll have like to handle we'll have to handle that carefully uh, because we're not here to shame people. These people put time, effort I- into putting these songs out. But this is Joe Pesci. He didn't need the money. Don't yeah. don't tell me that Joe Pesci needed the money. And he said, "Well, that's it. We're gonna have to do a, an album." I'm sure they were trying to ride the success of My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, this is a deliberate cash grab. And I will tell you that this song and this CD or this album are this is for the person or the the persons who are still proudly displaying a Billy Big Mouth bass in their house somewhere. That's who this album was made for. There and those people buy they buy stuff. They it's usually stuff that's as seen on TV, but this is that's who this people who are still talking about my cousin Vinny. That's <laughs> I he think, knows that. Joe yeah. Pesci knows he can go to that well, man. I don't think he can go to that well anymore. I think that well has run dry. I think this is an album that your aunt would buy you. Because she yeah. said, oh, Jay likes My Cousin Vinny. He must yeah. want a song of, uh, an album of songs by Joe Pesci. No. Yeah. Well, he likes good fellas. This is just like that. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Okay, so critic Michael Gallucci of All Music gave the album a negative review, rating it one star out of a possible five. He called it a mound of failed songs and lame jokes. Yes. That's a pretty fair assessment of it. I think that, I think so. Yeah. I think that's a, probably a, a succinct a, a, an assessment of this album as you're going to get. Okay. Spotify. So when would you play this song? After you've been drinking too much. Okay. <laughs> is it, it, I think it's after it, it. This is not, this is not a song you play during the first bottle of wine at a dinner party. 
No, no. I, you know, I feel like I, I've been in these places before when I, I've been, and I've been the person who's played inappropriate songs at a party, a group of people where not everybody's on board with it. You know, I feel like this is the perfect kind of song for that. But, you know, I, like I said, I would, I would play Bob River stuff unapo- unapologetically because who put the d- in the snowman is funny. You know, this is just stupid, you know? So, sorry, I forgot this is a family show, but. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think Bob Rivers, I like, and I tell you, one of my favorite things to do with the holidays, and we don't go anywhere anymore. We, you know, Christmas for us is we're, you know, we, we live not near any family, so we usually stay local. But when we used to drive a lot, was making a playlist, and I would seed those playlists with, you know, a lot of traditional Christmas music. But I used to love the looks on my wife and my kids' face, you know, when walking around in women's underwear would slip in between two songs, and you know, the twelve pains of Christmas and that kind of stuff. It's it's it makes it. You got to be able to laugh through the process. Anything else you want to say about Joe Pesci and if it doesn't snow this Christmas? No. The next song on our list is Please Come Home for Christmas by David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. Yeah. All right. Here we go. If I had one wish, I'd spend it all on you. If I had one day. Okay, I heard the word Christmas. <laughs> they said it. They said it. It's officially a Christmas song. All right, Jay, hot take. I um, I think you know, I think David Hasselhoff is you know, I is is a type of celebrity who will make a cash grab, and you know, I, I hope he's well. He's not been well. I mean, he seems to pop up in very compromised positions. I seem to remember a drunken hamburger thing from a few years back. That was pretty. It was pretty damaging. So, I, I have to imagine his decision making has not always been a plus, and this is a good example of that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll stop it there before the before David Hasselhoff's lawyers slap us with yeah, a libel exactly. suit. Or... Yeah. No disrespect, but that's a garbage song. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're, we're wading into the territory here where it's not that he's a bad singer because no. he's not. He's better a singer than I am. And he, his right. Christmas songs are sure better than the ones that I've published, which are none. But right. it's, not, it's not good. No. No, this it's is, this is bowling alley band material. Right. Yeah. It's and it's not. There's there's very little about this song that make it feel like a Christmas song, except the the maybe the end when they say it's a Christmas song and use the word Christmas. But I think a a a key ingredient to any successful Christmas song is that it kind of gives immerses you in the season. And 
there's a German thing that happens in here that really ruined my immersion if there was any. <laughs> there's a lot of German in this song. Yeah. And according to the, the great Norm MacDonald, Germans love David Hasselhoff. Well, David Hasselhoff is a huge star in Germany where his series Baywatch celebrated its 100th straight week as the nation's top TV show, which once again proves my old theory, Germans love David Hasselhoff. And I think they're yeah. playing to their audience here. Maybe this sold better in Germany. I wouldn't be surprised because who, yeah. buy, who buys the David Hasselhoff Christmas album? Really? Germans, yeah. Okay, just Germans and... Maybe your grandmother? No, your grandmother wouldn't be interested. No. Baywatch was was way yeah. too late. I, I mean, I'm not sure who. I mean, somebody still consumes this guy's stuff, though, because he, he he's sustaining himself on it. You know, I mean, I don't think he made that much being Knight Rider and Baywatch. You know, I mean, there's enough uh, there's enough evidence to suggest he, he needed the money to make this happen. <laughs> yeah, he probably lives a lavish lifestyle. And good on him. That that you know, it, he's doing stuff. He's staying busy. He's not in the gutter. Great. Yeah. Here's a few notes on the song. This is from the 2004 album, "The Night Before Christmas." Yeah. Idolator said he crosses cultural borders by assaulting eardrums in languages other than English via German and Spanish contributions to the Yuletide soundtrack from Hell. Oof. In 2003, yeah. the New York Post ranked the album the number one worst celebrity Christmas album, saying the album spread Christmas fear instead of cheer. Ooh, Christmas fear instead yeah. of cheer. In 2015, CBC Music listed the album as one of the 15 worst Christmas albums of all time. Yeah. That's a that's a distinction. That's a high bar to jump. Yeah. In 2015, Clint Davis from NBC listed the album as one of the eight most bizarre Christmas albums. Yeah. Yeah. This, this was, I, this, I think it was in a period again of time. I think decision-making was not good for this to be made as an album period. Yeah. For this to be a song, I think he could have just made music and made the cash grab there too, but he's, he, he's had a, a pretty, like pretty, pretty illustrious performing career in Germany. So, you know, this is just maybe we're not the market, right? 2004, that's way after the Baywatch wave had crashed, so to speak, right? Yeah, but I think, you know, again, there's, there's, you know, we are, Castlehoff is another personality who's caught up in the Gen X nostalgia surgeons, you know, people like us who all of a sudden started to get money in the 2000s and wanted to relive the 80s. You know, Hasselhoff is a, you know, probably a concert guy. And, you know, there I was just I was taking a look at it. There was a video that surfaced, like I said, a few years ago of him, like famously, like drunkenly trying to eat a hamburger. So he's had like some He's had some very public struggles and stuff like that, but I think he's like a Corey Feldman type, you know, he's just like, he's, he's somebody from our world in the eighties that is being kept afloat by, <laughs> by people like us. <laughs> Do you think there was a Christmas episode of Knight Rider? There had to be. Uh, let me see. Is there anything else we want to say about David Hasselhoff? You know, say I was standing in line at Starbucks and I realized mm -hmm. David Hasselhoff was in front of me. I would yeah. absolutely ask for a photo with him. Yeah. I don't know who I would show it to. Right. I'm not sure who I'd be excited about. Yeah. Maybe I'd, I'd probably text you. Hey, yeah. I just I just met the Hoff. Let me try. You know, this is worth another bite at the apple. So you and I, 
you know, I, I don't drink anymore, you know, and I'm a, a fit as a fiddle now. But, you know, we drank plenty of cheap beer back in the day. And Pabst Blue Ribbon was a, a crappy cheap beer. Then something happened in the 2000s where hipsters made Pabst Blue Ribbon cool. And all of a sudden, like, and I don't know if you noticed this, like a lot of people drink Pabst Blue Ribbon. It's talked about in songs and stuff. It became kind of like ironically cool. It's not, it was never considered a good beer. Like when we were like, you know, when we were kids, we would, or younger, it would not have been considered a good beer, but hipsters made it a good beer. Like ironically, it's the same reason there are kickball leagues today. That's the reason why David Hasselhoff sells because people want to get a picture with him ironically. That's, you know, or, or they're just genuine, you know, they're people who, who are just really still worship, you know, the, the air and they, you know, they, they love the eighties, you know, that, that's, that's another reason, you know, same reason that those doo-wop bands can still sell fifties concerts because people who, you know, love that period of time will still pay to see them. So that was, that was David Hasselhoff. That was the Hoff. Yes. I, I think, I think I'm done with the Hoff. How about you? Yeah, no, that's I, I, nothing more to say. Okay, let's hope he doesn't come up again on this show. Yeah. Good actor. Not, no reason for this album to exist. No, no. Okay. While we're on the topic of albums that should not exist, that's a little harsh, but this, we're going with the biting criticism now. Our last track today is Silent Night by William Shatner. Are you familiar with the Shat? Yes. <laughs> as, yeah. a, as, a, uh, as a musician, yeah, I, I loosely and, you know, again, this is uh, apropos uh, of the conversation. Shatner is a social media, modern day direct marketing mogul. So this is a guy who is not unfamiliar with the cash grab. All right. We'll uh, we'll get back into the chat in a minute. Let's um, let's listen to this spoken word wonder. Silent night. Holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep. In heavenly peace Sleep In heavenly peace Okay, so this is when it goes from spoken word to singing. That's why I picked this song. Because anyone can do it. You could do a spoken word album. He might have wanted to stick to spoken word. Son of God Love's pure that at the end there silent night yeah <laughs> he collapsed he's done <laughs> code blue code blue i'll be at galaxy con in richmond <laughs> five dollars for autograph <laughs> all right jay what's your hot take on this one you know i people william shatter is such a unique personality that it's hard to listen to this song and 
and isolate it just as a piece of music and as a Christmas song without looking at it through the, who he is and the body of his work. And he is the quintessential, like, I follow William Shatner on Twitter. So honestly, I feel like I talk to him more than I talk to you because I see his commentary, you know, 25 times a day and he engages with fans like, uh, like a like like a like a turbo nerd and argues with them. So I have this perception of him and hearing him sing this is like it is easily one of the most bizarre Christmas songs in versions of Silent Night ever created. I challenge somebody to you know, and I'm sure you know, give me a death metal version of Silent Night. Psst, forget it. This was bizarre, but it's Shatner, so you kind of look like oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Has William Shatner ever personally responded to you on Twitter? I, I don't converse with him. I don't oh. engage with him. You said you talked to him more than you talked to me. I was well, I, I thought mean, I was yeah, one degree of separation away from William Shatner. I, this was exciting. Okay, some notes on this song. This is from the 2018 album Shatner Claws. A Sputnik music reviewer well said, Okay, this is awful, but it's also a little bit wonderful. And that plays into your ironic yeah. kind of thing that you were mentioning I on the last that. song. It it is. It's this is a terrible song. Sorry, Bill. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm glad you are keeping yeah. busy in your late 80s. But I'm not into spoken word music, so maybe I'm not the audience for this. N- neither am I. And I think he, you know, I think Shatner though is such a he is such a, a part of the public trust. You know, part of the public. Um, uh, who we are as as people and as pop, pop culture, you know, p- people who are interested in, in pop culture. He's done so many different things that he's just like he's ubiquitous. You know, he is he's he's very much like and in, in he's rapidly aging to the point of becoming like a Betty White, you know. <laughs> uh, do you think he gets a pass because he's William Shatner? Yes. He could just do anything he wants. Yes. Go for it, Bill. No, no one questions Bill Shatner in the in the studio. Do what you want. Spoken word. Yeah. Silent night. You name it. And it will sell. I don't know who buys who in the world would buy this. Yeah. This is a this is something you get at a white elephant gift exchange. And it's 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 not the one people are clamoring for. Yeah, it's it's something you get. It's something, you know, you impulse buy for a friend. It's that kind of thing. It's something you collect. And the other thing too is keep in mind, you know, this is in the in the day and age of of you know, a dollar twenty nine, you're a dollar twenty nine away from owning this song, you know. I would I mean you might this one I might I might have whacked a dollar twenty nine on this if if needed be just to play it for a party, like because this is a conversation piece. <laughs> if this came up during that mythical christmas road trip we were discussing yeah i would laugh this this would be funny i think if there was a second track from this album i'd kind of start getting annoyed with you like well you overplayed this one jay yeah this would be perfect for a sophisticated dinner party if you were trying to be funny and you were like i'm gonna weave this in between a series of traditional christmas songs and you put this shatner in there and just played it off like as if there were you know didn't make any attempt that it was humorous that really just you know maybe stopped people from talking while it was playing like really you need to hear this brilliant (laughs) how (laughs) I don't have the number. How many albums does William Shatner have? Um, the discography I'm looking at here has got about nine or ten. With Shatner Claws in 2018 being the last one. And by the way, also featuring uh, Iggy Pop, Brad Paisley, and Judy Collins on that on that album. Well, those are all well-known stars. Yeah. And- I, but, I mean, I think... If you're Kanye West or Jay-Z and, and, and William Shatner calls and says, I want you to cut a Christmas album with me, 
I think you get in the helicopter and you go. I think you show up. If you're one of those three artists, right. you have a standing rule with your agent. If William Shatner yeah. calls, you say yes. Yes, exactly. It doesn't matter what it is. Just yeah, the answer is yes. We'll, we'll be there tomorrow. I want to do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that wraps up our five songs today. Uh, of the five, which do you think is the most standout? We'll put a star next to it on the website. <sighs> You know, I got to tell you, I think it's going to go with the, the Hasselhoff song. I think it's it's the most for the, for what we were trying to do here today. I think it's the 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 best bizarre and and to a large degree unnecessary Christmas song. Um, the 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 um, Shatner the Hasselhoff song, not a Christmas song. Pesci, you know, just that thing is obviously just a blatant cash grab and, and really not funny. And Bo and Luke Duke, I think we have to set that one aside because I think they, they did something there. That's, you know, that is not really a holiday theme song either where they, you know, they kind of made fun of spend the night together. I don't think that's so, so nice of them. I'm going to put the star next to Johnny. It's cold outside yeah. because they made that decision to make that song they did, and yeah. they, they customized it to their own needs. This yeah. isn't, this isn't Tom Wopatch singing Jingle Bells. This is a, this is a, uh, yeah, yeah, this, the, the song, I, I just, I'm stumbling over my words thinking about this song because it still just doesn't make sense why they made it and who they made it for. So that would be my pick. So Jay's pick today was the David Hasselhoff, uh, Please Come Home for Christmas. Scott's pick was Johnny It's Cold Outside by John Snyder and Tom Wopat. If you have any feedback on the show, corrections, comments, please visit our website at jinglejank.com. You can find all the links to the socials there as well as our email address. Maybe we'll read your comments on an upcoming show. Awesome. All music today is copyright by its owner. It was used in the intent of fair use for explanatory and educational purposes. This is a tin can operation. We don't have any money. Don't sue us. There's, you're not going to get anything out of it anyway. There's a couple people in these songs that I think might come after us themselves. They have the time, I think. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say? You could not have picked five better or worse songs, depending on how you look at it. Fantastic. I appreciate that. It was a, this was a tough theme uh, to find five celebrity songs that were kind of offbeat. Yeah, that, I, I think that these were definitely offbeat enough that you picked five winners for sure, or again, five losers, depending on how we want to look at it. If any of our listeners out there have other celebrity songs they want us to know about, please let us know, and maybe we'll do another celebrity episode in the future. I kind of hope not. Yeah, we'll see. Great. Well, join us again in two weeks for our next episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you.